Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. Charles Chuck Thompson, how's it going today? Well, just swimmingly. Swimmingly. It's a Friday. It is. We're about to have a weekend of fun and enjoyment for all. Yeah. You know? Exactly. We by we, I mean me and my family. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna be. You're gonna play poker though. Yeah. And you'll probably statistically, it's likely that you're gonna win money mm. because you tend to place highly in just about every poker tournament that you play in. Mm. So you got that going for Seems you. Seems to go that way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to, you know, I heard. Uh, I don't remember who it was telling us about Tim. Tim Cast maybe doing a poker tournament weekly. Oh, that's right. Need to get involved in that. I do. They'll be wondering where, what podcast does this guy have that keeps taking our money every week? Mm, yeah, and uh, that's how we get in. That's so the, we're gonna we're gonna put the word out right that's now. That's the end. That's there's right our there. end. All right, it's dumb bleep of the week, and uh, we talk about the dumbest things that happened over the week submitted from people that are in the Fed Haters Club. Join gmail.com. You can join the Fed Haters Club. So they put in the submissions. I also put in some submissions. People on Twitter do it as well. They tag us. Uh, put Dumb Bleep of the Week in there. And uh, then the people vote on them that are hanging out with us right now. And then uh, and then that's and then that's the show. By the way, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. So smash that follow or subscribe button. And as always, you can go to YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey and watch the videos afterwards. We technically did an episode every day this week. We did. Kind Even of. Even though one wasn't live. Yeah, that's true. We did a lot of stuff this but week. But it was on Free Talk Live. It was on Free... That day, yes, there there was three hours mm-hmm. of us talking about liberty. It was just on the radio uh, around the country. And so that's pretty cool as well. If you listen, uh, maybe we'll put a link in the show notes. You can see if your radio station plays us on Tuesday nights talking for three hours about liberty. So check that out. Charlie, we're going to do Dumpley for the week. Let's Dumb, do it. Dumb bleep number one is going to be called Bidenomics. It's not all going to be Joe Biden talking about these things, but we have three different little submissions for the version of economics that our president and the administration are teaching our children these days. And are so proud of. It's called basic Bidenomics. Okay, here's one that got a nice community note, Charlie. Uh, right now, this is from the POTUS account, by the way. Real wages for the average American worker is higher than it was before the pandemic, with lower wage workers seeing the largest gains. That's Bidenomics. So he he is correct that lower wage workers have seen the largest gains. In fact, I will say that I think low wage workers might have beat out inflation potentially. But when you look at real wages as a category, uh, Community Notes got it right. Mm -hmm. They say... This tweet's claim about real wages contains a factual error. 
On March 15th, 2020, when the COVID lockdowns begin, real wages adjusted for inflation, so that's AFI, adjusted for inflation, were $11.15. As of July 16th, real wages adjusted for inflation are $11.05. You lost 10 cents. You lost lost a dime. You lost money over this time, folks. There's no way getting around it, even if... Joseph R. Biden says it, but who cares about the truth? You know, it's like you talk to everyday people and you like go to the grocery store and you realize like, yeah, I don't make as much money as I used to, <laughs> but, yeah. but you could just tweet stuff like this and if, everything's fine. If you say it enough times, it will become truth yeah. in the mind of some people like this next person. You, you let us right into it, mm-hmm. Charlie. We already talked about Sandra earlier in the week, but it's something that must go in dumb leap of the week. I was talking about how we've had uh, inflation, 16 something percent since Biden took office. It was 3% year over year was the most recent number that was released. Sandra says inflation is down and expected to continue to decrease. Get your facts straight. I said prices still increased. Those are the facts. And she said prices are down across the board. Prices are down. Mm. That's what lower inflation means. Did you comprehend that with your snarky arse? Now, what's that even snarky? What board is she looking at? I, I don't, don't know. What? Yeah, what's her board? <laughs> Maybe her board's different from ours. Yeah, across what board? I don't know. No. Was I even snarky? You're you know, talking about charcuterie boards the, here? You're telling me I can't even say that? She's... Mm. Now, here's the... This is the state of the world, and this is the state of the relationships with a lot of women these days. Let me tell you what. <laughs> the first thing she said was that it was down and expected to continue. Get your facts straight. And I said, prices still increase. Those are the facts. And she called me snarky. Mm. But I responded to the way that she responded to me. Man, a lot Mm. of you guys out there know what I'm talking about right now. Let me tell you what, man. I don't have that problem. Some people do. All right, Hakeem Jeffries up with the next one. This is all still part of Bidenomics. The Biden economy has produced record job creation declining inflation, and increased wages. Extreme MAGA Republican haters are having a meltdown. God, I don't even want to refute this stuff anymore. The, so we've talked- I'm tired, Nate. <laughs> like you read this stuff and you're just like, and look at all the people that look at this and like it and they bookmark it and they retweet it. Mm-hmm. And without even, without even digging into it whatsoever, they just take everything that these people say which is why they say it. It's mm-hmm. why they say it. The people, they just take what they say and they're like, well, yeah, that's about right. The most, now we've talked about the job creation thing plenty of times. All right, so we don't even have to address that, I guess. The Biden economy has produced declining inflation. How about that one? That's kind of a new one. The Biden economy has produced declining inflation. How did the deflation, how did the inflation decline? It de- it declined from a heavily inclined number that the Biden economy also produced. <laughs> and so to say that you produced declining inflation, the inflation first needed to go up to also, 9.1%. Putting those two words together. Declining inflation. inflation. <laughs> a declining incline yeah. in prices mm. has happened. Okay. That's uh, that's dumb bleep number one. We're just going to call it Bidenomics. There are people like it's you It's like said, when you decline your increase in altitude. <laughs> Yes. You know, in an airplane. Mm-hmm. You just, that's what you do. You Exactly. 
Number two, this will be a really quick one as well. We talked about this for, no, I talked about it on the radio show earlier in the week, but Ilhan Omar had posted that the earth just broke the record for the hottest day in 120,000 years. In fact, we broke it on three separate days. National climate emergency now. She wants mm. to declare a climate emergency. All right. 120,000 years. If that were even the case, which it's not, uh, that still wouldn't tell you a lot. That would mean how many times could it have been hotter than that? How many times is 120,000 going to 4.5 billion? Billion? Can someone give me a quick number crunch on that on their uh, on their calculator? Let me know. I'm not going to attempt to even do that right now. 4.5 billion divided by 120,000. Uh, someone let me know if you have time. That that would be great in the uh, in the live group. Okay, here's the here's the problem. Um, Community Notes addressed this and said, it is not possible to have accurately measured the daily temperature dating back 120,000 years. So this tweet should not be presented as fact. NASA climate scientists recognize 1880 as the start of modern climate records. They cite their source here. And the source is climate.nasa.gov slash a bunch of other stuff. Aaron Reed, this dude is just ridiculous. Oh, that's um, a dude? Well, depends on if you ask him. Uh, Aaron Reed says, LOL, this site now adds notes with climate denialism. God, this place has fallen. Climate <laughs> denialism is citing NASA, who says that accurate temperature reading started in 1880. Mm-hmm. And that we can't yeah. tell you to the degree or to the to the point one degree mm-hmm. what the exact temperature on Earth was 120,000 years ago, <laughs> and that is climate denialism. These, I mean, these uh, these just do it for themselves. <laughs> I'm not sure what I could say to make it any better, and this, I probably can't. No one, uh, no one gave me a number crunch on this yet, but um, I just I feel like that's one I'm not going to attempt to do in my head. So. Let me just try to do this. Uh, Climate denialism coming from 36,000 from Big Gus. So here's the thing you got to, uh, they also do this with a once in a thousand year storm has happened. Okay. In this case, they said 120,000 years. Let's say we hit that temperature every 120,000 years. Well, in Earth's history, um, that could mean that we hit it like 30,000 times. All right. That's a lot of times still. And mm-hmm. I'm going off of that number right now. Uh, if that's not the case, I'm trying it again right now just to double check the math on that. But just so you all are aware, these people... It's 37,500. These people have no... It's four like, and a half billion. They have no concept of actually checking sources. They just see something that upsets them and they react immediately. Mm-hmm. And so now we know that climate.nasa.gov is... That's all full of climate deniers. You, you say it NASA, huh? I like NASA. Technically, like NOS. Just so you know, as far as um, the proper reading, uh, that would be correct because is it in most languages you would pronounce a letter the same way all the time. In this case, we say NASA. Well, we don't say NASCAR. We don't say NASA. (laughs) You know, we say NASA. In which case, you would say NASA because you pronounce the A the same way both Uh, times. uh, Yeah, uh, like that. Anyway, uh, that's dumb bleep number two. 
just in case you guys are wondering how my singer's diction courses mm. played out back in college. Oh, so you are using your degree. I do use it. Or not degree. But I use it to classes. read. I literally use <laughs> that to read things on the podcast because all we had to learn was how to read other languages. Mm. You don't learn the words. You learn how to read other languages. Um, you think this doesn't play into dumb bleep number three? Dumb bleep number three. You're wondering how can people be so dumb when it comes to stats and math and economics and all that? Well, number biology. Th number three, <laughs> progressives war on teaching math conquers California. That's right in California. You remember us talking about this crazy woke math concept that people were throwing out there? Mm -hmm. They're doing it. They voted on it and they're doing it. Mm. All right. There is an article in the show notes associated with this. I don't know if you have that pulled up right now. Um, as progressives, this is a little bit more of an opinionated article from New York from the New York Post. As progressives want to do everywhere, California is destroying math education in the same in the name of equity. The state's new math framework for public schools ditches traditional instruction to, to emphasize self-identity and collaboration in lieu of actual math skills. It aims to keep all students in the same math courses until 10th grade, no longer grouping students by skills so the kids who can learn more get more advanced instruction they need. The result would be far fewer kids able to take advanced classes and more, quote, slow children denied the chance to gain basic skills. Uh, I actually went into the curriculum, which is a ton of stuff, and I found a couple uh, sections that looked interesting to me, and I pulled one of them out. Uh, they have these five components in their math teaching. Component number three is teaching towards social justice. And so that's component number three. Uh, they say mathematics is a tool that could be used to both understand and impact the world, but too, too often students believe math is not for them. Research shows that social and cultural context play a role in a learner's sense of belonging in the mathematics classrooms. Additionally, learning environments enable or hinder whether and how students see themselves as doers of math who believe that math has a role in their lives. Both math educators and math education researchers argue that teaching towards social justice can play an important role in shifting students' perspectives. This framework discusses teaching towards social justice in two parts. First, it involves creating opportunities for students who see themselves as well as people from uh, from all backgrounds as capable and successful. Second, it urges educators to empower learners with tools to examine inequities and address important issues in their lives and communities through mathematics. And so a good example of this, a, a made up example right now, but just something along the lines, you know, that question, like a train is traveling from wherever to Paris mm -hmm. and it's got to go this many miles and it's going this fast. Well, instead they would say, uh, Jane, makes 79 cents on the dollar for what Jack makes. And Jack <laughs> makes uh, $100,000 a year. How much does Shane make? <laughs> you know, yeah. it'll say something like that. Or um, it'll say uh, in the inner city, uh, stores often place a 25% racist upcharge on their items. And in the suburbs, a tube of beard oil will, will cost X amount. How much would it cost for minorities in the inner city? Mm. <laughs> Which is so important. It is it's very important stuff. And so what you do is you not only teach math, you also teach people what they call social justice. You're actually indoctrinating them while teaching them math. 
by presenting these facts of the world to them mm-hmm. while you're doing it. So, um, you know, if you're in still, if you're still in California, I kind of feel like that's your fault at this <laughs> point. And I, I have sympathy for your children. All right. I have less and less for you. It's time to get out. I know it's tough to move. It, it is. is. It is yeah. really tough to move. You got to have a lot of money. You got to have a job lined up. But if you can afford to live in California, you can essentially afford to live anywhere else. <laughs> okay. So it's not that hard. The hardest thing is going to be finding an available U-Haul truck. And the live group is calling those that live in California out right now. <laughs> Looking at all you. All right. You're part of the problem. Um, number four is uh, all about how third parties are the downfall of our democracy. Uh, so we have two slides here. God. <laughs> Charlie. All right. This is from uh, Lawrence Tribe. Either. Yeah, I guess you can read either one. Tribe Law. Um, well, I'll read the first one. Michael uh, Beschloss. Uh, tweeted, entirely possible that a 2024 third-party candidate could, intentionally or not, tip this nation toward a fascist presidential autocracy. Mm. So having more options than the so, two major party candidates. Is Putin running for president of the United States? Or? Uh, essentially the same thing. Trump is running. Yeah. Oh, so that is, yeah, that's Putin. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Tribe quotes this and says, third-party candidates like RFK Jr., Cornell West, possibly Joe Manchin are the biggest threat to our survival as a free people who govern ourselves. The biggest threat. Hmm. Because as you can tell, we all basically died while Trump was president the last time we, you know, we didn't survive it. And of course we finally got everyone out of the uh, uh, imprisonment camps that he, that he put everyone in the internment camps and all that. I know he's already been the president before. Okay. It wasn't as bad as what everyone (laughs) said it was going to be. Uh, but this is the biggest threat to our survival. The Copperhead's right. Unless Democrats win, democracy dies. And one more from Tristan Snell. All right. Hitler was elected with only 43.9% of the vote. He won because of multiple parties splintering the anti-Nazi vote. Yeah, there you have it. And so same, that's same. what third... They've got one called the uh, No Labels Party that is talking about... But you had that video... Um, Oh, I had pulled up that day, whatever day that was, Monday, I think. Uh, you had that video from The View about her talking about how, uh, was it Lieberman? Yeah, I think so. Uh, that was talking about the No Labels Party. They've talked about Joe Manchin, uh, and they've got the Forward Party. By the way, this is no different on the right, by the way. No. They're claiming that Vivek and DeSantis and all the other people Well, are, I say it about libertarians. Yeah, libertarians, mm-hmm. all the people who are running against Trump, you know, are just trying to split. And if they, if they go independent for the general election, we're just handing the country over to Bidenomics again. Look, in a democracy, you can vote for whoever the hell you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can actually, you can write a name in. You don't even have to vote for somebody that's on the ballot. True. You can write their name down. That There's a section there, even if it's electronic, you hit other and you like write their name. Which is what I did in the last... No, I voted for Jorgensen. I did. I wrote in in 2016. I did too. Mm-hmm. Did we write in the same person? Um, I wrote in Ron Paul. Did you? Yeah. I wrote in Rand because I don't. I kind of felt like Ron was old. I don't know, but I get it. Still sharper than the guys we got running out <laughs> now. All right. This comes... Uh, Greg Price tweeted this out. Mr. Fume. I don't know how to read that name. Bethune, uh, he's very important. 
uh, in our democracy. And he's upset about people uh, not liking the DOJ, FBI, IRS, stuff like that. And so this is number five, and then we'll, we'll add a piece onto the end of this. Think he got paid to say this? Here's what he's probably afraid for his life, so he has to say it. That's the case with a lot of these. Here's what galls me. I don't like these attacks on the Department of Justice, the FBI, the IRS, as if they are somehow anti-U.S. agencies. Those agencies keep this democracy in check. It keeps them in float. They provide the checks and they provide the balances. That's what the framers wrote in the yes. Constitution. <laughs> checks and balances. Yeah, by agencies. <laughs> yep. That's right. They could never be used against political opponents or you know, folks from a certain political class. Those things could never be used for that, could they? On an unrelated note, still in dumb bleep number five, the House Judiciary GOP uh, posted, and I saw, I think it was Michael Schellenberger that uh, posted this out, one of those uh, Twitter files guys. Testimony reveals that the FBI knew the Hunter Biden laptop was authentic, but when asked by a social media company about the laptop's authenticity, the FBI said no further comment. The rest is history. They didn't just say no further con comment. Um, if you look into the transcript here, so here's the story. The FBI received Hunter Biden's laptop a full 10 months before the story broke in the New York Post. And they knew that it was real, that it was legit. And then after that, the they warned the social media companies that there could be a hack and dump leak prior to the election. Hack and dump. Well, that kind of sounds like something hack. That kind of sounds like something that could come from a device of some kind. Mm -hmm. So they warned them in the summer before the election. And then when the story broke, the social media companies asked them if it was real uh, before censoring it. Not only did they say no further comment, first, the person on the phone call said, yes, it's real. And then before that sentence was finished, someone else broke over the top of her and said, no and, further comment. And mansplained? Mansplained over the top, said mm -hmm. no, no further comment. All right, so we'll you know, go back to the previous statements from Mifume. And um, is the DOJ protecting our democracy when they purposefully try to hide information that could be important to the electorate before the election? in favor of one political party. I mean, these are American institutions, Nate. Mm. Like, how could they be against us? Yeah, interesting, interesting idea. Okay. This is, the, this is, this is what makes me so infuriated, by the way. This is why a lot of times I come on the show and I, I, I can't think of anything else to say. And that's because it's such a delusion. Like, the lies are at such a point now where you're like, what's the point? I just want to be like, okay, I... I've reached a point in my life where I'm just like, okay, yeah. you know, if that's what you want to believe, go for it. Because it, like, I don't know, there's something about trying to refute these lies over and over and over and over again that just becomes so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, it, it almost seems like you take down one lie and seven more pop in its place. So I will tell you this in a private conversation between the two of us, Charlie, no one else listening right now. Um, that you and I have to remember that we're talking to, we reach new people every day mm. that maybe have not heard the things that we're saying or in the way that we are saying them. For instance, yesterday I tweeted something about the government taking two to four months of your labor. 
And someone responded with, wow, that's genius to talk about it in the amount of months that it takes you uh, to work, to pay the government. Uh, you know, never heard it like that before. And I'm like saying that for 20 like, years. Really? People like I didn't come up with that. People have been saying that for years. Well, that person had never seen that before. And their life might be different now Look afterwards Nate trying thinking to about it. Just spread a little hope. Yeah. So they're, they're pessimistic Nate dipping into his optimism. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. Why does that say this video file could not be played? All of that manipulation that I've worked on you trying to, be to make positive, me positive over the years. Yeah. Finally paying off. Because you knew I would get to a place so low in hell mm-hmm. that your <laughs> sprinkling of optimism might just get me to hold on just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. It's my job now <laughs> to hold you together. All right. I'm taking, I'm putting you on my shoulders and thank God you've lost yeah. 70 pounds. You know? <laughs> All right. The next one, uh, number six. So there was this controversy over some things that RFK Jr. said. I want to clarify. We talk a lot uh, against RFK Jr., specifically against libertarians supporting RFK Jr. All right. Because he's not libertarian. He just says some things that we like. It's not even that he's not a perfect libertarian. It's not even close. Yeah, He's uh, worse, I think, than Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, he's mad at some of the same people we are. He has terrible solutions for those things. They're not solutions at all. Um, any, anyhow, uh, there was a controversy where he made the claim, seemingly, that COVID was targeted to spare Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese people. And this uh, was made into a big thing earlier in the week, I believe, or over the weekend about how he was essentially saying that he didn't say this, but the idea was that this was anti-Semitic, that this is part of that whole Jews run the world type theory uh, because COVID was targeted to spare those people. Um, I don't think that's what he was doing at all. I want to play some of the uh, clip and I'm going to show you that they're trying to censor him because he was trying to give a house testimony this week. And Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, yesterday was trying to censor him from speaking because of these comments that he made. Uh, ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically Target. COVID-19 attacks certain races um, disproportionately. The, uh, the, 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 the races that are most immune to COVID-19 are because of the, of the structure of the, of, um, the genetic structure, of, uh, genetic differentials among different races of the, um, of the receptors, of the ACE2 receptor. Um, COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and, uh, and, uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and, uh, and Chinese. And but we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted that or not, but there are papers out there that show the, you know, the, um, the racial and ethnic differential and of impact to that. We do know. Okay. <clears throat> So here's what he's saying. He said there's an argument, Mm -hmm. right? And then he said there are papers out there that are showing this. I'm just talking about things that I've read. Yeah. He's not making the claim. In no way did he make the claim whatsoever. 
he says it may have been ethnically targeted. And he so he clarified his comments like immediately after this story came out. He said the New York Post story is mistaken. I have never, ever suggested that the COVID-19 virus was targeted to spare Jews. I accurately pointed out during an off-the-record conversation that the U.S. and other governments are developing ethnically targeted bioweapons and that a 2021 study of the COVID-19 virus shows that COVID-19 appears to disproportionately affect certain races since the furin Cleave docking site is most compatible with blacks and Caucasians and least compatible with ethnic Chinese, Finns, and Ashkenazi Jews. In that sense, it serves as a kind of proof of concept for the ethnically targeted bioweapons. I do not believe and never implied that the ethnic effect was deliberately engineered. Uh, and then he posts a link to the study, which I looked at. And which just, looks to be COVID-19 denier information, probably, NIH.gov. Yes, as you know, <laughs> NIH, big COVID-19 denialism outlet yes, yeah. over there. Mm -hmm. Um he yeah he goes on to say let's see eh, that stuff that stuff doesn't matter as much let's talk let's uh, listen from Debbie Wasserman Schultz right quick uh, I'll find this so he's supposed to testify on censorship uh, this week and the weaponization of government and she doesn't want him to you be know, able to speak you just gave me that little bit of hope <laughs> the next the next right one down. just dude that's dumb bleep of the week okay don't. I mean, don't I, you know, depend on hope. I, I'm be, I've just been living in fantasy land, like delusional fantasy land, for so long now, thinking that we are going to pull ourselves out of this. Just, <clears throat> yeah. Well, that, and then among other things, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I don't know about anybody else, but man, <clears throat> it's starting to make me sick. Yeah, like sick to my stomach. Yeah, you know, it, it's like um, well, when we talk about it, how you know, Solzhenitsyn talked about. Like the whole, the whole comments, the whole USSR experiment was all built on a lie. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good quotes and, and about just, lies. And, and, and people just have to, like, once you start lying like that, then you <clears> have to live out that lie or you have to humble yourself and be like, Ooh, I think I'm wrong here. Maybe we should investigate this a little bit more. And uh, more often than not, people are choosing the former. Mm -hmm. They'd rather not be wrong. It's easier. And, and then you just keep, there's no accountability taken. There's no humbleness to be like, I think I made a mistake. You know, let me back up and see if, if we can correct this. Well, here's the problem. They don't have to because there are people that are willing to go along with that lie mm. to also make their lives better in the process. So the, the person who is lying never not, needs not to make their to lives better, that. to make them feel better, to make themselves, themselves feel better. Uh, yeah. And in, in their lives. So, cause I get it. Look, the truth can be uncomfortable sometimes. Absolutely. Um, but you know, it's just a short term solution to make yourself feel better. Cause that, that will follow you the rest of your life. And it's no way to live. Like it's, um, it, this, this type of scenario that we're battling, I think in our culture, you know, starts culturally. And as we shift more and more this direction, I think it's why it's becoming harder for people like us to tell the truth. Um, Solzhenitsyn had two really good quotes about lying that goes along these lines. Um, one of them, which I might botch a little bit, he said, let the lie come into the world, let it even triumph, but not through me. And that's a good one uh, because you can't stop the people that are lying, but the people who go along with it are the people who let it flourish, who, who let it keep going. 
He also had another one. This is where silence is violence. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another one he said was, uh, one man who stopped lying could bring down a tyranny. And so that, you know, that book, Gulag Archipelago, uh, has a lot to do with that. That it was the people that went along. It's not even the blame placed on the evil doers of that time. It's all the people who went along with it. And allow it to happen. That allowed it to happen. That made it possible for that to happen. Uh, so here's Debbie Washman the Schultz. blood is on your hands. Wanting to uh, censor RFK. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it can be tough to know which direction to take in life. For example, you might think doing this podcast was an easy move, but it wasn't. It takes a willingness to work crazy hours, read people's differing opinions, and make, well, what you might expect a mid-level libertarian podcast to make. What gets me through is knowing I'm being true to myself and my values. So whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Therapy made a huge difference in my life and co-host Charlie's used BetterHelp for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Point of order pursuant to House Rule 11, Clause 2, which Mr. Kennedy is violative of, I move that we remove into executive session because Mr. Kennedy has repeatedly made despicable anti-Semitic and anti-Asian comments as recently as last week. Rule 11, Clause 2 says, whenever it is asserted by a member of the committee that the evidence or testimony at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate any person, or it is asserted by a witness that the evidence or testimony that the witness would give at a hearing may tend to defame or incriminate the witness, and it goes on. (coughs) Mr. Kennedy, uh, among many other things, has said, I know a lot now about bioweapons. We put out hundreds of millions of dollars into ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, all right, there's one other interesting exchange. Uh, so she, that's her wanting to censor. And then I found this clip last night of them uh, sparring back and forth over well, his I comments. Was, I, was descri- well, I, was, I was describing an NIH-funded study. No, 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 you didn't cite any. I was, I was describing an NIH-funded study by Cleveland Clinic Reclaiming scientists. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. You did not U- reference. Reclaiming Published in USC Mr. Medical, Chairman, which is, is one of... The time is mine. I'm reclaiming it. Please ask the witness to stop talking. You asked me right. a question. Reclaiming I, let me, Allow me to answer time. my question. Mr. Chairman, I'd like about 10 time, seconds the, the back. Time, the time you belongs. You are slandering me incorrectly. The, the time belongs to You're saying is dishonest. Time belongs to the gentlelady from Florida. I'm Florida. I'd like 15 seconds back. We will be happy to give you that. Thank you so much. You did not cite any study like you are citing here now during that conversation. You referenced no study at all. You simply... Here's the uh, clip once again, the end of it. Most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and, uh, and Chinese. And but not, we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted at that or not, but there are papers out there that show the, you know, the, um, the racial and ethnic differential and the impact to that. Okay. I mean, he just said papers. Yeah. 
didn't say and he NIH. didn't he didn't read off the URL to everyone either. Right. So he didn't officially cite the study while he was talking in uh, an off the record conversation. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Well, see, this is what mm. happens too in an, in an argument. By the way, when someone's lost, they they just overpower you. Mm-hmm. you they know? reclaim their time. <laughs> uh. Okay, number seven. We talked about this at length on yesterday's episode. If you want to hear like a 20 minute conversation about this and you can go to that episode, but Charles, what happened? All right. So the libertarian party of New Hampshire, well, actually first Nina Turner tweeted insulin should be free. Medicine should be free. Libertarian party of New Hampshire quote tweeted that and said, Nina Turner picking crops should be free to which Nina Turner replied again and said, this is racist and anti-black period, period, period. In no way is advocating for free insulin comparable to chattel slavery. Shameful and uneducated. And churlish. Churlish. <laughs> Insubordinate. <laughs> okay, we, like, we talked about this a lot. If you want to hear all of our deep thoughts on this. And in fact, we're going to be talking to how the person who tweeted this. Oh, did he? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. I'll, I'll we'll ask find him. out. I'll ask him to make sure. I don't want to claim that it was, in fact, him. Uh, but I believe the person we're talking to is the one who tweeted this and we're going to be talking to him at 1 PM today. And so I'll send that out, uh, later on. By the um, way, this has created a huge divide in the libertarian party. It has like even more. I've seen other libertarian accounts, <clears throat> um, state accounts come out against this tweet and other accounts come out in support of it. I saw Austin Peterson, <laughs> somebody had sent him a private DM and said, oh, can you please that. denounce this? <laughs> yeah. Begging Austin <laughs> Peterson to come out and denounce it. He posted a screenshot of that DM and his only words were no. No. Nope. Was it Don't have to explain myself. Was it clearly controversial trolling in an, in an effort to create exactly what's happening right now? Absolutely. Absolutely was good job. Good job. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they did exactly what they were trying to do for sure. Um, I don't think that it was racist, personally. Don't think it was racist. Uh, Nina Turner has been talking about slavery and reparations constantly, as if she is a direct victim of it. Uh, she has been talking about how people's money need to be forcefully taken from them to give to black people as reparations for slavery. Uh, so she is very against slavery. That's the, that's the point. She thinks it's wrong. Uh, but she also unless it benefits her. She, yeah, she also thinks that our money should be forcefully taken under threat of death uh, to pay for whatever it is that she wants to be paid for. And it's not just Nina Turner that gets this dumb bleep submission. It, in my opinion, it's all the libertarians or liberty loving conservatives that have also came out so heavily calling this racist and repugnant. I do not believe that is the case. And in fact, what you have just done is told Nina Turner that you don't think taxes are slavery and that you get it. It's not the same thing, all right? But at its fundamental moral basis, under threat of imprisonment and death if you try to escape, I think that it's a pretty valid analogy. Is mm. it the exact same thing? No. Clearly not. Nothing is ever the exact same thing, all right? Trump is not the exact same thing as Hitler. But Nina Turner will call him Hitler, and she'll say that Ron DeSantis is even worse than Trump. 
Does that mean that they are literally going to round up Jewish people and put them in camps and gas them when she says that? No, it doesn't, because she knows it's not the exact same thing. She's talking about the fundamental moral basis of those candidates, those people, or of their ideas. And so she knows what it was, and she also knows that she can play the race card, and unfortunately, she also knows that there's a large portion of liberty-loving people that will give in and kneel down and apologize and ask for forgiveness anytime someone calls them racist. And so I would like to add those people in too. Mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, number seven. Charlie, number eight. We talked about this as well for yep. another 20 minutes yesterday. Mm -hmm. Number eight. CMT pulls Jason Aldean's controversial Try That in a Small Town video as singer defends divisive song. CMT has confirmed that after initially airing uh, Jason Aldean's highly controversial music video for Try That in a Small Town, the network pulled the contentious clip from the air on Monday. So, the uh, We watched some of the video yesterday. Uh, didn't look racist, but it did have a lot of clips of protest, although most of the protest clips were look like Antifa people to me. Not even like BLM signs or anything. It wasn't like justice, no justice, no peace or anything. It was, it was like, you know, eat the rich or whatever. And we're going to, we're going to burn your crap. So, um, didn't look racist to me. And to me, number seven, the Nina Turner thing and giving in on that being racist also leads to why we have this, because you can keep pushing and keep pushing all the way to the point where you say, if you try to assault me or murder me or burn my property, I'm going to defend myself in song form. That is racist <laughs> to say that. Yeah. And so thank you to all of the liberty loving crowd out there who have aided and abetted in this ideology flourishing. And have gone along with the lies. Yep. That's the, look at that tying it together. Mm. I like that. Mm -mm -mm. That's good. Okay. Number nine. This is the last one, by the way, we're uh, man. We are trucking through these things today. Which is good, because i got to go soon. I know you got a call coming up. So do you. Number nine, it's not just going to be the ACLU. This is going to be Protect Trans Kids. Thought we should throw in a nice, fun culture war conversation. And while you mentioned it, there's another organization similar to the ACLU, but they actually care about real things. Yes, it's like the FIRE. Old, old ACLU. Called FIRE. Um, can't remember what it stands for. At I think this it's moment. a foundation for individual rights and expression. That's right. So yeah. ACLU is... FIRE is kind of a cool acronym. Yeah. Uh, they are fighting against a bill in, uh, where is it? Where's the state? Louisiana. Louisiana. It's the ACLU of Louisiana. They are fighting against a bill that would uh, ban transgender reassignment uh, treatments or surgeries for minors. And so they are suing because that is government overreach. <laughs> According to this ACLU. Yeah. The fact that you can't cut your kid's penis yes, off. I know. What? As government overreach. How are we supposed to survive as a democracy if a government tries to stop parents from cutting off their 13-year-old daughter's breasts? Mm -hmm. I mean, what are you going to do about that? And your eight-year-old son's penis. This is what happens. I mean, we let Trump get elected in 2016, and now we have this. You know? Told you he was like Hitler. All right. But the next, <laughs> to me, a couple crazier things. We have Rachel Levine. Um, HHS? I believe no. What I can't remember what she what she does. See how nice I am. Um, Chief nerd. No, that's not Greg Price. No, that's not it. Libs of TikTok. There we go. I heard this one and I thought it was 
very much well, Rachel terrible. Levine is a pediatrician and the assistant secretary for the Department of Health and Human Services. She's the highest ranking openly transgender federal official in the country. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? The argument is, well, they're too young to know. I want to make it clear that for prepubertal children, there are no medical procedures done. The standard of care allows them to explore that um, with therapy. The, uh, the most ridiculous part of this is imagine if you are going through, you feel like you're a woman, a female, and you're going through male puberty. So what if you're going through the wrong puberty? And my contention with that would be, um, how the hell is a kid who hasn't gone through puberty supposed to know <laughs> whether that they're going the right or wrong one? Like, of course it feels yeah. wrong. You know, that's not something we talked about. Like, does this feel wrong? Like, I don't, yeah, I feel different than I used to, I guess. Not really something that you talked a lot about. You go to a girl who's about to go through puberty. Like, does this feel wrong? Do you like the way that your body's changing? Do you She's feel- crying to herself to sleep mm -hmm. at night because her balls haven't dropped and she can still wear regular bikinis? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's tragic. It's tragic stuff. Tragic. Yeah. It's tragic, Charlie. <laughs> um you don't yeah. know that as a kid, and of mm -hmm. course it's going to feel uncomfortable. Of course it's going to feel wrong because it's something you've never felt before. So that being the basis of you deciding that you're going through the wrong puberty when you have no idea what the hell puberty is or what you're going to feel like afterwards, that is disgusting to me. It's downright disgusting. Yeah. So there's that video from Rachel Levine, and we're going to tack one on here that's going to bring in some COVID and some other stuff, but it does um, also bring in the trans and BIPOC lives, but it's going to have to do with masking. And we're going to tack it on to number nine because it's a nice culture war uh, combination between uh, masking and, and culture. Being optional is whether or not disabled people and immunocompromised people get to live. That is the option that you're making. And you are consistently choosing your own comfort over marginalized people's This is about not wearing a mask, by the way. Lives. And you know what that is? That's white supremacy in action. <laughs> if you are in the health and wellness industry and you're not masking, either start masking or change your career. That's it. If you are not here for preventative care to help disabled and immunocompromised people, then you're in the wrong industry. You are, and you're just in that industry for your own ego. So you need to either get some integrity or quit your job, seriously. Because my life and my community's lives are on the line because you just don't feel like masking and I'm over it. I had to walk into my doctor's office today and not one person in the waiting room and on the staff was masking except for my practitioner who always masks my doctor's office. That's not optional for me. That is forcing me 
to walk into a space where I am unsafe and I'm putting my health at risk so I can go see my doctor. And if I get sick, I'm a visibly trans person. The <laughs> likelihood that I will get a doctor who thinks I should be dead is actually very high, especially with where I'm at. I have had doctors comment on my post telling me that they think trans people should die. There have been people in our communities that have been laughed at by paramedics while they bleed out in the streets because they think being trans is some funny joke and they died. That is the reality for trans. I'll take things that never happened for $1 million, Charlie. You just laughed at her, too. <laughs> I know. Or him. Him, her. I'm not sure what's going yeah. on. Them. It's you just laughed at they. them. They. Yeah. I laughed at them. Uh, so, yeah, not masking is white supremacy and is putting trans and BIPOC people uh, in danger. You can make the same argument, by the way. Like... You know, stop. You can make the same argument against this person, which is like, stop pushing your morality onto other people, you know, because of your own discomfort. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're trying to push this agenda to make yourself feel better, like forcing people to go along with it. You can make the same argument. Yeah, but they're right and you're wrong. I know. That's the thing. That's where the problem happens. Well, the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. Like, Okay, let's uh, let's get these votes. He was in. a man. He had a beard. <laughs> God, that joke from Norm Macdonald talking about you should Bruce pull that Jenner. one up. Oh my God, I I don't know where it's at right now. I bet you can't find it anywhere. While we're getting the votes in, tell you what, announce all the stuff to them, Charlie. It's at the top of the show notes. Uh, and have everyone get their votes in, and I'm going to try and find that. All right, y'all, get the votes in. <laughs> Number one, we had all the tweets about Bidenomics, because uh, you know whether or not you think the prices are up or whether your wages are down, um, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Bidenomics is saving the country. Number two was client denialism from NASA.gov, um, of course. Uh, number three was the woke math. I wrote, I read that as woke meth, <laughs> and that's probably the problem. I'm sure, we have, I'm sure yeah. we have woke meth out there as well. Yeah, so um, California's woke math. Number four, third-party uh, third candidates or independents who run in the election, they're going to destroy democracy. Um, Number five, the unelected bureaucracy protects democracy. So the FBI, DOJ, all those people, they're protecting democracy. Number six, Debbie Washerman Schitz wants to censor RFK Jr. um, because obviously he was uh, Mm anti-Semitic and citing a... NIH study. An NIH study. You know, those... COVID-19 anti-Semitic people over at the NIH, which I thought were there to protect democracy. That's one of the agencies that, but who, I know, look, you don't have to have your principles aligned Mm -mm. to say things. Number seven was Nina Turner and the LPNH uh, about them being racist. Um, uh, See yesterday's episode. Number (laughs) eight, Jason Aldean and CMT also racist. See yesterday's episode. Number nine, you got to protect the trans kids and wear your mask because this marginalized community is at risk. Okay. And well, here's, here's a bonus that follows in number nine. While the, uh, while the votes are being tallied, mm-hmm. get you back listen, soon. some people are going to find this offensive. There's curse words. There's, um, uh, heavy anti-trans rhetoric. Uh, but this is our favorite. He's my favorite comedian of Was. all time. He, he's still my favorite. It, he sends his best from the grave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Norm Macdonald talking about Bruce Jenner. Hey, 
a guy told me that, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, Bruce Jenner is going to go back, maybe, to being a, a man. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's an odd thing. Because I remember him, of course, as a woman. <laughs> so it's hard for me to picture what he'd even look like <laughs> as a man. I remember, because I'm from Canada, so I remember he was in the 72 Olympics, and he, he won the decathlon, the, the you know, which is the, 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 the best athlete in the world, was a woman. And we didn't know at the time because he kept a secret. <laughs> but I remember they put the gold medal around his <laughs> fucking big juicy tits. <laughs> and that to me is when they should have, he should have just gone, I'm a lady. And then that would have been good for the LGBTG. The community, you know the community. I don't know if you've been over to seen them and shit, but it's a nice community. And it would have been good. All the LGBTBL. I try to be inclusive of all the letters in the alphabet. But you know, then he, but he waited. That's the problem. He waited till he was 65. That's when. Bruce Jenner decided to tell us he was a lady. Now, I don't know about you guys, but to me, uh, is there really that much difference between a 65-year-old? <laughs> at some point, you got to realize you're just some old thing nobody wants to fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh, sums it up perfectly. <laughs> You know, you gotta have a very uh, special humor palette to find Norm Macdonald funny. I think uh, probably about, I would say, well over half of people who like comedy don't don't get his humor. The funny part about Norm Macdonald is not the joke; it's him telling the joke. Mm. That's the funny part of it. Yes, and the it's way never the joke. The joke's ridiculous. Stumbles around. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, y'all. The votes are in. I think it looks like number nine. Uh, maybe because of the bonus, you know, Norm Macdonald. I don't know, but uh, protecting trans kids, that's the winner. Thanks, everyone, for voting. If you want to vote, you got to go to joingmail.com, sign up to be part of the Fed Haters Club, or go to godhatesfeds.com, where there's a link to join the Fed Haters Club. And you can also get a t shirt, a puzzle of Bidenomics on there. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of goodies there that Nate. Is, has been curating over the years. God, I have so much work to do on that stuff. I know everyone's, Still a lot of work to do. I know everyone's but, sick of hearing me say I don't have time, but um, so many things that still... Yeah, I'm tired of hearing it. Just so need uploaded. Just, <laughs> uploaded. Just go. GodHatesFeds.com. Uh, share the show with a friend, a family member, or a foe. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Who knows? We may read your review live. Uh, so <laughs> you might want to leave one, and uh, that helps... More than you know. So do all those things. And if you do, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.